Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing the Lost episode, appropriately titled Unearthed. Now, for those of you who don't know the story behind... The making of this episode, the creation of this episode. Basically, this was an episode that was written, produced, filmed, and basically completed for season one. This was going to be a season one episode. And then, after it was pretty much done, Fox just said, no. They just flat out said, you don't get this episode. No, we don't want it. Kill it with fire. Uh, They cut it. And it basically just sat in the fringe vault for a year. And then they were like, you know what? Uh, Let's just release it during the Christmas hiatus for the second season. Why the hell not? Uh, So they put it out between episodes 10 and 11 of season 2. Which actually ended up confusing some people. Because given that it was season one, Charlie Francis was very much alive. (laughs) He was not dead at all. So some people were really irked by that. Some people were really weirded out by that. Uh, But basically, this was a holdout. This was a relic of what could have been. And some streaming sites listed as season 1 episode 21 which is wrong some streaming sites listed as season 2 episode 11 which is also wrong i know imdb tv lists it as that but the way i've seen it treated that i think is closest to reality uh, is actually on the blu-ray the blu-ray has it as an unnumbered bonus feature episode of season 2 Like, it's on the Season 2 Blu-ray under bonus features. I think that is more indicative of what this actually is. This isn't Season 1, Episode 21. This isn't Season 2, Episode 11. This is an entirely separate thing outside of of what we know of as the standard continuity. It just sort of exists as its own thing. And it was something, it, it was shit that was thrown at the wall and did not stick. Essentially. And I want to talk less about the actual plot of this episode, which is fine. But more about how this episode holds up to Fringe proper. I want to talk about, like, how it feels, why it may or may not have gotten cut, uh, whether the show would have benefited or or been lessened if this got put into the standard season one pot. Because I honestly think that it was probably a good call to cut this episode. Not because it's bad. Although I would say this is probably the weakest episode of Fringe. Even though that doesn't say much. Like Fringe at its worst is still really, really good. Uh, But for a couple of other reasons. First off, it furthers nothing. Like, it does nothing, it does not enhance 
characters at all. It does not enhance the story of season one at all. Really the closest thing they get to any actual lasting thing is with uh, this young girl's insinuation that uh, Olivia and Peter are a thing. And Peter's saying, like, no, she's a girl who's a friend and also has a gun. (laughs) And then the weird final moment with that girl where she's leaving, she's saying goodbye to Olivia and then she's like, I turn 18 next year, better make your move. And just leaves, which... Ooh, that is uncomfortable. Clearly the writers of this episode did not know what grooming was. Uh, There really isn't anything there substantively that it adds to the show. And actually, thematically and conceptually, it does kind of clash with the rest of this series. Like, this episode is a lot more ethereal than the rest of the show, a lot more fantastical than the rest of the show. It feels less like science fiction and more like... And more like neo-fantasy. Honestly, and this might actually be a compliment to this episode, this feels less like more of an episode of Fringe... And more of like a pitch for what became the series currently airing on CBS, Evil. Which if you haven't watched Evil, you really, really should. That very much feels like the fantasy version of Fringe. And I really, really like everything about that series. And I do highly recommend it. Uh, But seeing that confluence, that meeting point... Of science and religion. The idea that we're doing an exorcism with science. Like that does feel very much like an early draft of what became evil. And it's enjoyable. I really, really like it. But it's not really quite in Fringe's wheelhouse. It's not really quite what you would typically expect from a Fringe episode. So honestly, they probably made a good call cutting this. That being said, it is still fine. It is still enjoyable, especially when removed from the larger continuity of Fringe. Uh, This neo-exorcism storyline with some dude dying... And then this girl also getting resurrected uh, because an aneurysm made her psychic or something like that. And now, like, just their consciousnesses have now, are now occupying the same body. And the whole episode is them trying to get him out of her. Uh, There's that really, really solid twist of, turns out this dude is not a victim. Uh, He was beating his wife and his wife hired someone to kill him so she would not have to endure abuse anymore. So he ended up being the bad guy of the story and not the victim. Like, that was a really cool twist. Like, it's it's solid. It just doesn't feel a hell of a lot like Fringe. There's also an ending that kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, so... Somehow... After his consciousness was purged from this girl, 
This dude also resurrected in some other random guy in New York. And at no point did the Fringe Division hear about it. Even though they deal with stuff in New York a lot. It, he just sort of was allowed to continue without anyone knowing. Strangely enough. Eh. Eh. Now, I have heard uh, some people theorize that this episode takes place in an entirely separate universe from the two that have been established in this show. I don't know about that. That feels like you might be thinking a bit too hard from what is essentially just a remnant of a production decision. But whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, I am kind of lukewarm on this episode. Or rather, I've been talking about it in kind of a lukewarm way. Do I think this episode detracts from the series? Do I think this takes away from the larger brilliance of Fringe? No. In fact, actually quite the opposite. This episode, having been released in its form, in the form that it was eventually released, makes me love this series even more. Makes me have a greater appreciation for what we actually have in the show proper. Seeing this window into what could have been, seeing this window into... An idea they had and made an entire episode out of. And then they had to, like, leave on the cutting room floor quite literally. Kind of makes me appreciate, particularly that first season, a lot more. To show that they had the wisdom to go like, okay, of what we've filmed so far, this is the thing that meshes the least with everything else. Let's just get that out of there, get that out of there. It doesn't really work. If this episode aired as part of season one, as originally planned, it would have been a disaster, quite honestly. It probably would have been, like, a Sub Rosa-esque stain. Shout out to Next Gen fans, by the way, who, on an otherwise perfect series. On an otherwise brilliant debut season. But... It being on the cutting room floor and it being released as, like, kind of a window into the rejected concepts, the rejected stories of Fringe. It becomes this relic. It becomes this, like, behind-the-scenes relic. And as that, it's kind of amazing. As that, it's really intriguing. It's really fun to walk into... Like, that season one cutting room floor and see this thing that didn't make it. And see this thing that didn't get put on the air originally. It's kind of fun looking at that. With that knowledge that this was an episode that they made for season one then just decided, nah, and cut. Knowing that this exists and getting a chance to see it. 
you kind of have to appreciate how much thought and care went into the ideas of Fringe, went into the concepts of Fringe, went into the world and the stories and the characters of Fringe. That they looked at this episode and said, no. They looked at this completed episode and said, no. The original genesis for this ended up being they cut the episode order from 23 to 20. They were originally going to make 23 episodes, and then they were told 20. They could have easily just said, okay, uh, we already filmed such and such number of episodes. We can't cut the ones we've already filmed, so I guess we're going to have to cut something down the line. I guess we're going to have to cut something like in the near future, I guess one of our great ideas is going to have to die for this mediocre idea we already filmed. No, they just were like, okay, we have less time to work with. There are certain ideas we really, really want to go to air. There are certain ideas we really, really want and we have uh, more invested in and we have more passion about. We have more confidence in. Let's cut this. This doesn't work. This is not worth killing our other better ideas. So I do kind of love it. This doesn't detract from Fringe's position as one of my favorite shows of all time. If anything, the fact that we knew this got cut and then just released as a lost episode, released as kind of like a bonus, makes me love it more. Makes me love Fringe and makes me have more respect for Fringe. So yeah, Fringe can do no wrong Because they acknowledged that they did a wrong. (laughs) And initially said no. And then we're like, eh, alright, let's just put it out so we can see this. So fans can see this little bonus thing and see see our more meh ideas. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's an interesting episode. It's definitely an interesting experiment to kind of see what the hell this was. (laughs) What the hell this rejected episode was anyway uh we'll get back to the normal show tomorrow if you like this favorite the podcast anchor.fm slash tv archives so that you can be here every single monday through friday as i go through every single episode of this and other shows and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer feel free to call in as well it's simple as just push a button on the anchor app i'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Uh, I have started working on October's episode. That will come out at some point in the next couple weeks. Uh, this one involves a little more prep. I have to, I have to read a thing. I have to read an actual, like, book. Well, technically, I'm listening to the audiobook on Audible. Uh, but, like, I have to actually read a thing for this month's episode. So, it, it does involve some more prep work than certain other episodes I've done in uh, in recent months. But it'll come out soon. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 11. Talk to you then.